They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. Joining us on Instagram, this is the Dopest Podcast live called G Splash. What we do, I'm your host, Bradley Bax, my man Chris Bucky Watts. I also have a soundboard here that nobody can hear except for me, not even Chris. But I'm uh, here. We started our podcast, it's like a whole new experience with all those great sounds. It, it definitely is. World. So, you have to check, check that out. It is a whole new world in multiple ways. Chris, why don't you tell us how this podcast got started real quick, just so for people to podcast got started. Yes, that's a fantastic way to start, Brad. We started this uh, many years ago, three, four, who knows anymore, because Brad and me used to work together, and we lived in the same city, and then he moved to the Big Apple, New York City. And uh, we, he's basically my friend that I went to for like comic book stuff and like nerdy, dorky, pop culture awesomeness. And uh, so we wanted to keep in touch, so we just were hopping on the phone a lot, just chatting about stuff. What, what comics got released? Pop vinyls before they were a thing, but whatever. But they were still yep. a thing, but we weren't into them. Not the point. Point story is, so we said, hey, so <laughs> we we're are talking now. about this stuff. Let's just freaking record it and put it out into the universe and see what happens. And then G-Splash was born. So now every week bang, we get bang, together, bang. we talk about pop culture stuff, and we... Uh, we put it out there as a podcast, and now we're doing a thing where you get to see our ugly mugs, which is great. Definitely. Well, this is episode number 124. That's how many episodes we got. Today we're talking Watchmen, the series on HBO, right. which is like the part two after the movie and graphic novels, kind of its own thing on HBO, which was pretty pretty cool of an it idea. It ended a few months back, but we're sort of doing We didn't yeah, really yeah. review it then, and we talked a lot about it because we were at New York Comic Con. Uh, and we got to see oh, some yeah, mirror we, stuff and we go to kick, some stuff. Yeah, we were kicking it in that but room. But then we didn't really talk about it. And so yeah. now we're going to go and kind of do a deep dive. And plus, during quarantine, stay at home. This is a great time to go back and revisit it if you didn't get a chance to watch it, to check it out. So we're going to go into it. It's going to be exciting. Yes, yes. Before we get into though, we got some cool announcements, I guess. Uh, next week, we'll be talking... What we do here is we call Splash Trash Man, like we do, uh, where we rank movies. And we got a huge lineup now with our home edition where everyone's staying at home. So they're releasing stuff right into your home theater. So we'll have the home edition version next week, which will be fun. Great. Lots of of new movies to give a splash trash or mad to. You want to know something funny, Chris, is I haven't seen, I take that back. I've seen one new movie since the movie theaters have closed. Isn't that weird? What was it? Trolls World Tour. (laughs) Nice. I just watched that one too. Look at that. (laughs) Right. I just thought that was funny. It was like out of all the movies, I literally went to go see Bloodshot and they closed the door on me. Yeah, we got you kicked can't out. see this film. Yeah. You can't see this great Vin Diesel so since then, So since then, I haven't seen a new movie uh, that has been released earlier or whatever. So it's kind of weird, right? It's been wild. It's been crazy how these movies are just popping up, like whether you're on Disney Plus and you're getting Onward or Frozen 2 was early. And then, like, yeah, Trolls World Tour was just like, pay us 20 bucks and you can watch it now. It's like, okay, I think the mo- yeah. here's my I think money. The mo- I think the movie before that was... Um, Call of the Wild, I think, was the last one yeah, I saw. Yeah, I did Invisible Man at home. You know, so it's kind of cool to find, oh, like, I the did new see Invisible ones. Man. I feel good about, like, giving money to them when they've, you know, 
because they didn't make it to theater. So it's like, okay, I can just, I would have gone to the movies. I would have had a big old fat popcorn. I would have had a soda pop and I would have freaking spent a bunch of money anyway. So let's, let's throw them a bone. Yeah. There's definitely ways around that if you dig deep enough. But Chris, it's what we do here, the G6. Let's get into this news, baby. This is going to be great. Let's hit the news. Yes, yes. So we got six news stories of the week from pop culture. We try to stay away from updating things like this movie got canceled, and so did this because of this. So, Right. Not great. Not or easy to do, though. News. But we not try. even feel good news. Just relevant. We try. Relevant. We try. Sometimes uh, it's bad. But if you're a Comcast member or Xfinity, whoever you want to ta- uh, call it, Peacock is giving you a review. What a weird name for a streaming service. But Comcast's new streaming service, Peacock, will debut an early preview starting tomorrow, Wednesday, April 15th, for Comcast Xfinity subscribers around the U.S. This version of the streaming service, Peacock Premium, will be an ad-supported uh, version, but comes with no additional costs to subscribers. Out of all those, I, I thought about this when I read this, and yes, we're getting another one, an, another streaming service. Another streaming service. Here it comes, folks. With great content. Supposed to have great content with NBC and Peacock, Universal. But it's all this NBC stuff, right? Oh, NBC and Universal. And Universal. Um, but why? I feel like no one's talking about Apple Plus. That's because it sucks. Does it suck? I mean, it's not, it's, I don't, I'm sure there are things that people enjoy, but I think that it really launched with a sputter. Like people were sure that, that oh, wow, here comes Apple thing. They're going to be, and then their shows, like their three main headlining shows all sort of were like not great. Like that one with Steve Carell, the newsroom, or whatever it was called newsroom mm-hmm. part two, like it sort of fell flat. People didn't really love it. There was another one that didn't get great reviews. The best rated show I think coming out of the gates was like that Jason Momoa blind person one. Yeah, they pushed and, that one. But actually, I and did. it didn't, and it was just, it was supposed to be enjoyable, but not like there was no Breaking Bad, there was no thing that you're just like, if you don't have this, you are missing out. It didn't have anything like that, right? Well, the other thing I thought too uh, was there is a show in there with what's his name from Always Sunny, and I watched the first episode. It was actually really funny. It reminded me a lot of uh, Silicon Valley a little bit, but not as yeah, dramatic. Yeah, the the yeah. <laughs> um, See, it sounds like that, like hidden gems you're gonna be able to find and yeah. love. But it's just not enough to make you be like, I got to get that today. And I also think because maybe it's because it's free for a lot of people who have Apple phones or bought yeah, new devices have and it, stuff, it's it. free. So you're like, ah, whatever. It's there. It's kind of like a free form. I get pushed crackle. Quibi stuff a way more than I get pushed oh, Apple really? TV stuff. Yeah, I don't. Cra- oh, yeah. There I was like, any they're just tossing yeah. it at me. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're someone out there that really does enjoy Apple TV, we'd love to hear from you and the shows that you love and the things that you like because... I just don't watch it because there's nothing that's made me feel like I had to get it. So maybe someone's like, you haven't seen Exxon 4? And I'll be like, no, I don't even know what that is. But maybe it's cool. Exxon 4. Uh, for those that are popping in on uh, Instagram, this is G Splash. This is uh, our podcast. My man Chris Bucky Watts and myself. Me. Talking all things pop culture this week. So we got some stuff. If, if you have any questions or want to drop a line, go ahead. But Chris, yeah, speaking of <laughs> more streaming news, uh, Netflix. This is a cool story. Uh, Netflix goes boom. Hey, yeah, here we go. A bonus episode. Duh, that's about, I think that's wrong. But right. the streaming titan will be adding another major player to their uh, to their roster, and it's Boom Studios. For those who don't know, it's Boom, Boom Studios. Like Boom Comics. Boom Comics uh, is getting a deal with Netflix. Uh, they have all kinds of new stories all the time. Right now, their biggest one, I believe, maybe not their biggest one, but Power Rangers is a big one for them which is owned by Hasbro, Huge. so that'll be interesting. Huge. But Netflix has reportedly signed a first-look television deal with the publisher, which is responsible for a slew of fan-favorite comic book 
uh, series and graphic novels. The deal will allow Boom to develop live action and animated series under the deal, all of which Ooh. will be executive produced uh, executive produced by Boom CEO and founder Ross Ritchie and president of development Stephen or Stephen Christie, however you say it. This is interesting. I thought this was a cool move. This is very exciting. Yeah. Netflix is still yeah, spending it, money, which is good for them, I guess. Yeah, man. They, that's what's cool. I mean, they were kind of worried for a second, right? But they were like, it's yeah. interesting because it feels like this feels like a good move because they had obviously all the Marvel properties and all that stuff. And then those are going to get pulled to Disney Plus. And so they're like, how can we get that kind of content? And doing something with Boom is awesome because if you are a comic book fan, then you probably know them or you've seen some comics they make. But if you're not, like, they just have a really, they tend to capture like a really cool art style. But more than anything, just really cool stories. They'll select things that maybe from your childhood or maybe these like um, different franchises that aren't the mainstream ones, maybe. They'll grab those or they'll just like give certain like small time writers and things like that their own chance to have this really cool. So you get these really intricate stories you usually don't get that when it has to go through so many levels at like a Marvel or a DC and it has to be vetted by so many people. They'll throw something weird out there. And I really like that this is a chance to see like some really cool things could come to life that people just don't know about. This reminds me a lot of like, they remind me a lot of like dark horse years ago. And it was like, yeah. Oh, that's a weird story. Where's that from? Oh, that's dark horse comic. Cause they're just kind of pumping out whatever they want. Yeah, no, it's a definitely one of the an, uh, indie label for sure. That, that has great, great writers, artists, uh, all on its belt. And they've really brought back. I, I, I honestly believe they brought back the power ranger franchise to, to the main stream once again so i'll be interested i know they probably won't be doing anything with that but between the, all these different platforms and netflix has a few of them because they also have do you remember they have a uh, umbrella academy as well right which isn't a boom but right. it's I, but who has that i think that's a dark horse right uh, uh who who published umbrella academy yeah that's worth a google because i just don't know is that an image one I thought it was maybe published independently by My Chemical Romance guy. Dark Horse Comics, you're right. Good catch. Yeah, Dark Horse Comics. So they're still pumping stuff out, and this boom thing is going to be really, really cool because they've got some like stuff that they could turn into lighter stuff or maybe more kid-type things, but they also have some darker things we could see, live action and animation. So I'm 100% in for that. Yeah, it'll be dope. Sounds dope. Run, 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 run the jump. Hitting all the wrong buttons, though. Uh, Speaking of dope, though. That's how we know we're doing it wrong. Speaking of dope, uh, lights, camera, action. Patrick Corcoran, uh, I probably misspelled that or missaid that, whatever. But the hey, spokesperson. Okay. This is a good uh, story for people who love movies and are anxious to get back in the theaters. But uh, spokesperson for the national uh, natural the nat- national association. <laughs> that's all, folks. National Association <laughs> of Theater Owners uh, told a told that there's uh, cautious plans being put in place. For theaters to reopen in late July, uh, in some lesser hit areas, they could reopen in mid June. But they're stressing that uh, these timelines are quote very tentative. Once they reopen, though, theaters will face another issue: drawing crowds back in, which they're going to obviously not have any new movies to release once they reopen. So they're gonna mm-hmm. be re-releasing mix movies. So. Who knows what they're going to release or put out in the theater for people? Interesting. But they did they did this over in uh in China recently because of the whole thing where they did uh Avatar and Endgame. How crazy is that? Because I, I I didn't even occur to me the idea that 
that uh, there's not going to be any movies when to they put do out. reopen. Yeah. There won't be anything to launch because they're, I didn't think they're, about not, that they're all stuck with the new movement. So it's like, hey, we're opening in June, and you can come see fucking Five O Goes West or whatever. Like, <laughs> what's the point? What that? You know, that guy looks like I'm in a tomb because I stopped. I didn't put the light on. <laughs> hey, this is alive. This is this is how this is Hollywood, kids. Hollywood. This is live, baby. Those popping in and out. This is our podcast where Chris hides in his dungeon and talks to me. That seems better. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to go back to the movies. I'm excited to see what the... I'm just interested to see what it's going to be like when it does come back. Is this something that people are going to be tentative about? or people? I mean, I see people still just going about their business like normal, and I'm like, what the hell? So we'll see. I mean, it's gonna, it's really going to... They're going to struggle until new big movies come out. So not only, not hopefully only that, things but go back on track. I think people are going to be weird about being in crowds now. Right. Some people will. It's just they're, you're going to see dips in all those kinds of things that draw crowds and put people in a big space together, events and things like that. You're going to have the people that don't care and they're just going to go and do what they want. But you're going to have a lot of people who just freaking I mean, do, don't isn't, want to. Isn't Mulan coming out in July, though? So Right. So there's one. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the one. But speaking of Disney, Chris, Bob Iger's back. Did you hear about this? I know. He's back. Less he tried to get more. out, but they yeah. just keep pulling him back, back in. Baby. Uh, less than two months after he resigned as chief executive of the Mouse House, Iger, uh, who currently holds the executive chairman, uh, is retaking the realm, according to a new report. Uh, he told New York Times on Sunday that he stepped up after handling the CEO reign or handing the CEO reins to uh, Bob Chepik, the former head of the parks and resorts business, because Disney is being crushed by this impact. And man, yeah. they are. They are. Yeah, they've done some, I mean, they've been doing some things to stay ahead of the curve, and they've got some certain credit lines they've opened and things yeah. like that to protect themselves. Big but money, though. This doesn't surprise me at all. The fact that he handed off the reins and be like, I'm done, and then this thing hit so hard. It's just, it probably was, number one, to kind of stabilize stockholders, to be like, okay, he's back, so don't worry, don't panic. Uh, but also, it's just like, man, that's a lot of new shit to take on if you're just taking over that role as the new guy. So I think it's good to have him come back, hold on to that, and then when everything stabilizes, he can hand it off again, and hopefully another plague of locusts doesn't descend as soon as he does <laughs> i would think this would be a, a good time to train or like transfer the position i'm sure he's going to be heavily involved in it still they just it's mostly just to be like bob Iger's here guys he can handle it you know it, it'll help people feel a little more confident in their investments gotcha yeah yeah it's more of an image thing than a, an actual absolutely gotcha. absolutely well that besides that blowing up the internet uh, this next story i like to call a dooney dune warner brothers released a batch of new photos for the upcoming film dune the photos mm-hmm. offers fans their first look at oscar isaac zendaya a fresh shaved jason momoya he looked a little bulk, like he bulked up though i mean last time we saw him he was super super skinny uh rebecca <laughs> ferguson josh brolin and more the photos come via vanity fair with the director and some of the cast discussing the film now there's gonna be two movies so this is a long book novel series right six books or something it's, I mean, it's a lot, and there's like the three main trilogy, and there were sequels to the trilogy. It's a whole thing, but basically, it's Frank Herbert's like masterpiece. Like, it's Star Wars, but in a kind of, but in a different world. And it's all about spice trading and families and politics. And it's really great. There's a great movie from 1984, I think. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, the 1984 film is a really, really famous one because it just has such a huge cult following, and the series of books has a huge cult following. And these images of this look beautiful which doesn't surprise me with who's helming it 
So I'm excited to see what they can put together. And I mean, I was never a Dune fan, but I'm probably going to crack into the books now to get ready for this. And um, I was never a Dune fan because I've never watched it and I've never read it. You yeah, know, well, so. you could actually, I, I found this too. You can actually read, I think, the main book for two bucks on Amazon if you have a Kindle or something or whatever. Uh, hello. Yeah, so if you're out for that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. This has been the talk of the internet as of late. Not that there's much to talk about, uh, but this was a fresh new look and new images i was like are they filming this is this already done but it, it must be already done they must be done filming it, they must be done filming, or at least or the majority post-production right? because yeah. yeah it's the way it's pushing and i mean releasing these kind of photos showing it and i'm just excited Dennis villanueva is or denise i don't know i don't know i think it's denise and it's whatever uh amazing amazing director great visuals great storytelling you know wonderful so i, I can't wait for this movie and the the pictures look darn good. Yeah, it does have, but it does have a very strong Star Wars vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of that like Star dusty Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, speaking of epic series, is is Agents of Shield gets the final season. The trailer, I believe, dropped. Uh, Clark wow. Gregg, Ming Na Wen, and company will return for the one last ride on May twenty seventh at ten p.m. News that season seven of Marvel series would be its last emerged uh, back in July, the same day the cast and creators held a panel at San Diego Comic Con in Hall H. Uh, overall, this is uh, we've seen the Marvel stuff kind of come to an end on TV. Is it overall success? Do you think? I mean, the Inhumans was a big flop. Yeah, and then Agents of Shield was like the strong one, but. I, we, I was hoping it'd always come back around. We'd see maybe uh, Clark Gregg get back in the thing, but now they kind of went their own route. So, yeah, what, they, they sort of were supposed to be. I think it's similar to what happened with the Netflix superhero shows. You know, they were supposed to be part of something larger, and then they sort of formed their own thing, and they split, and then it just became their own little tail. And I think Shield was supposed to be very closely tied, and then that kind of side of the story fell apart, and they realized that they were just going to stick to the movies. And that said, I think that. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a success because it's gone a long time. It has a great following. It's pretty well reviewed overall. The stories are interesting. They brought in like cool storylines. I don't think they could have done if they had to be tied closely to the movie series. Like they did the whole Ghost Rider arc, which was awesome. Yeah. Um. So I think I think it is. I think it's a fun show to watch. It's light. It's like I my feeling is it's like a lighter version of Arrow and the Arrowverse. Like doesn't take itself too seriously, but it does take itself seriously. So I don't know. It's just a good balance to that same. Kind. If you're if you're into Legends of Tomorrow and Flash and and Arrowverse, you're gonna love this one, and it's fun. Yeah, no, I overall I, I was happy with Runaways. I was I really liked Cloak and Dagger, but yeah, they, great. Show. They finally finally got to see them cross over, but that whole thing kind of tanked quick. I feel like once moves were yeah, made. that whole side of the things they sort of fell apart. So you know, you get what you get. Well, hopefully it'll be a good season and not talked about the mistakes like another great show or yeah, so people go, think. go out on a high note if yeah. you possibly can speaking of shows chris let's get into this main topic today we're talking main watchmen topic. the hbo series i believe there's eight episodes eight nine episodes yes something like yeah. that uh starring regina king who was phenomenal in it uh who, who else is in this um why can't i think of the Gina King, Don Johnson is in. Don this, Johnson's of also in it. Yeah, uh, I mean it's uh, it's all these people. If you just Jeremy look at this, Irons, like, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, Irons, obviously Lou Gossett Jr. is in there. 
if you just like Google the cast, you haven't watched this yet, or just watch it, you're gonna be like, oh, I've seen that guy someplace. Oh, I know that guy. Oh, I've seen that person. Like you'll know Timothy Blake Nelson from like, oh brother, where art thou? And you're like, oh yeah, I remember him. Or you'll you know you'll see these people and be like, oh yeah, I know these guys. Uh, like you said at the beginning of the show, Chris. Um, when we talked about this before it came out, we were kind of like not really knowing where the story was gonna land how they were going to do it. They were very secretive about a lot of this, which made the show probably right. even better. Uh, yeah, very secret, very cryptic. And like you knew, like people kind of had idea. It was like, okay, it's not the movie that Zack Snyder, they're not remaking the graphic novel or remaking the movie. Like it's something different, but how does it work into the universe with the rest of it? Yeah. So, uh, and the timing of it too, you know, you got Game of Thrones ending. Uh, Westworld is delayed when, when this came out. So it's kind of in this little pocket, but man, it kind of, I was surprised at how good it was. I was, I knew Regina King killed it and I knew the story was going to be a new take on the series. So I wasn't mm-hmm. too surprised in that, but I felt like it touched, uh, before we get into spoilers or anything, but I feel like if it, it did a good job of touching on the nostalgia of one, not only America by ta- talking about different things that actually happened in history and what, where the characters tied in. And then right. the, the other thing that I thought it did really well was like, it kept you interested by teasing enough of the Watchmen characters that we already know. Right. And then we got a payoff at the very end, which we'll get into a little bit later, but those first each episode, you know, it's very first season character building world building at the same time. But this is a whole new look at the, you know, from the traditional graphic novel that is so famous and so loved. So people, I felt like people were ready with scissors to chop this up, but I think it people were pretty surprised about how good it actually was. It shot really well. Trent Reznor did the music. Like yep. the music in it is phenomenal. That's a splash right there. Yeah, it's, it's very well put together. It's no surprise when you get um, Damon, Damon Lindelof. Uh, <laughs> helming this thing uh it's it's just great the way it's put together yeah it's it's i think we all know we've talked about over the years that you know the whichever way you fall on the graphic novel watchman uh the zack snyder film probably did the best job you could do in by doing one movie and it still fell well short of this just because it's such an intricate uh story it has so many layers and so many levels and each tiny little piece means something to the bigger whole and the way it plays with time and reality is interesting and then this one comes along and it tells a story that you can understand from start to finish. You can follow along with, but it also is not telling you something very complex. It's a great commentary on um, humanity and what it means to be human. And it almost dives deeper into that than I think the movie did. And at times even the graphic novel did where instead of saying this is an observation of humanity, it's like giving you pinpoint into like, this is this one thread of what people are like and what they want to do. And, and there's some cool sci-fi elements in there as well. So I think it's a good blending. It, it, you know, it, it has the traditional kind of superhero spin that the first one has, but instead it focuses way more on like what's happening in that moment, not the past of superheroes and how they got there. Right. So that's a great, it's really, a great point. I really enjoyed it. It's definitely the future uh, of where some, some people are still superheroes, but not really exploring that talent. Cause I, there's a couple of things I'm, I would have questions about. One is like, let's just get into spoilers so going forward this is spoilers if you haven't seen the show or want to see the show go ahead and stop right here and come back but uh did that kid have powers or not 
because there's one scene he's like playing with this that me, like metal like building a house or something and it's sure. just floating in the air i don't so is that yeah. like a futuristic toy or does he have powers uh, there's something yeah there's something about powers there just fields and things like that yeah i think so uh the biggest biggest payoff was obviously the biggest character is dr manhattan everybody he was teased throughout the whole show and then to find out who he he'd been there the whole time but had figured out a way to hide himself within himself it was kind of conf- weird to say but i thought that was a dope payoff especially at the end and that last episode was crazy it kept me on the edge of my feet i couldn't i it kept going and i wanted to stop it but i was like no i got to finish this you know, you get, yeah. you get like, it's like an episode left and you've already been watching four of them. You're like, fuck, there's one more. Oh, it's like uh, there's something between like episode fatigue where like you're in it and you want to keep watching more and more and more. But then you're like, oh, man, another one's going to be heavy. And I think that definitely does play, like you said, into like certain shows are like that. There are certain things like Tiger King where you're just like, this is such a crazy ride. I got to know what happens next. And there's things like The Leftovers and... um Watchmen's a great example like shows like that where you like watch three and they're just heavy like it's just it's a heavy thing to for your brain to be processing it's not even like there's some emotional stuff but it's really just the breadth of like okay this year and that character not that it's complex just like you're like okay cool I gotta make sure I know all the stuff that's going on and the, the cavalry and Rorschach's and this and that and the other. like okay how do they all fit it just it's like a puzzle you're working out as it goes yeah uh what what is your take on the whole Obviously, Rorschach is dead at this point, but the white supremacist kind of taking the reins. And I thought they would touch more on his diary, just maybe because they kind of did that with Doomsday Clock. Right. Yeah, it was a big thing with that stuff. And then yeah, I kind of um, thought something like, like that would have happened. But I, I don't know. It was kind of weird that I guess maybe they just picked up his his moniker for the fuck of it not really any specific reason i didn't feel like there was a a tie a a real strong tie with them it was just like i think it's just i think it's evolution of things like how ideologies evolve and can be corrupted because like the best example i can think of off the top of my head is probably uh in like a batman like a batman style you'd see where you know people try and take a batman's mantle or like these these groups get together you see it in dark knight um that's true where like they can't do it as well as he can because what makes Batman Batman is the fact that he can walk that line and they go too far. And I think that it's also a good commentary on just the clan in general, because while the clan's origins are 100% racist, there's no, it's not like they were like a fun, like party they were having. They said, well, here's what we should do. But like, they were far less harmful than what they evolved into. And so I think that these, what you're seeing with this Rorschach thing is people took up his mantle to be like, yeah, he was he was the voice for this and voice for people and he was a vigilante. But then over time, they took it too far and they started using his ideals, which is already hilarious. The sense the fact that he was like unbelievably mentally unstable and they put him up as some kind right. of hero, which he did something heroic, but that didn't excuse the fact that he was psychotic. Right. And then I think it just evolved. It said, OK, well, what's the threat now? And the threat ended up being, you know, anybody that was different. And so they became this group of faceless people just like the clan when they wear their sheets who were radical radicalized by their ideology that of rorschach would want this so you know and that's how things really do evolve in this world you start something innocent it gets fucking crazy 
<laughs> I get yeah, I guess you're right. I can't really argue that. Um but there's a lot of definitely a lot of play with uh race in this whole series. I uh, not really a strong uh point of the show, but still shot really well. They go back and forth. Uh one of the best episodes I think is the episode I want to say it's episode 6 or uh, it's in the middle there. It's when Regina King goes back and takes the nostalgia, which is like right. the drug that gives you, helps you remember stuff or, or it's supposed yeah. to, if you get, if it's prescribed to you, but if you take somebody else's, it like fucks you up. Yeah. Cause it's like meant to be like put towards your mind basically right. and, and tailored to your memory. So yeah, it's a, uh, they what do. You- and I love stuff like that. I love the integration of like, that those tiny sci-fi elements because while the original watchman has some sci-fi esque stuff with like you know the tachyons and and uh uh you know ozymandias like building this machine and this squid and this plot like it's always these very human motives behind these bigger things this one really dove into like yeah there's a thing that helps you relive memories and like oh there's weaponized tachyon capture nets and you can transfer energy and like it gets a little heavier into that stuff there's a lot of time travel but like and more in the sense of memory travel, time travel, but it's more about like going back to memories and how they affect the things that happen and other things. It's complex. Don't get me wrong, people. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what makes it complex. special is that if you're watching it, you're putting those pieces together. And you're like, oh, wow, they're in ni- this memories in 1938. And then, oh, now, now it's Vietnam. And because of something that was said here, it's going to impact this thing that happened. I saw earlier that I didn't even know was going to be impacted. It's like, that's cool. It's almost giving you these little it's giving these little wins as you go. Yeah, the other thing I thought was cool as far as time goes too is you have, you know, Dr. Manhattan who can be in multiple different times at the same time. Yeah, he he can be at, he he is everywhere at once. Yeah, but he can only see there's like parts where he can't see and he like doesn't know what hap- what either has happened to him or anything in that time frame, but he just sees the blank pocket. Mhm. It's it's yeah, crazy, like that. you said. It's it's complex for sure. So you got to pay we've attention. We've seen that other times. So I'm glad that I'm glad they bring that in because that's one of the biggest things in the original Watchmen graphic novel is this idea that like after this machine, what this this thing that's going to happen, this doomsday thing, he can't see even though he can see everything. So he's just curious about it. And I think that's Doctor Manhattan's biggest thing is like when you're a when you are God, basically, curiosity would be something that could lead you to be like, what's that? Even if you know it's going to lead to your own doom. And I think that they've played that again. We saw that in Doomsday Clock recently where like Mm -hmm. he couldn't see what happened after Superman punched him. And then in this one, you know, we get tachyon type things coming back into play. And so he's more just like experience. Like I've I've done everything like I've been on every molecule ever and I've been I've held galaxies in my hand. So when I there's something I don't understand, I want to see what happens, even if I know that it might it might be the thing that kills me. It sort of puts a, a limit to his godliness. Right. Because he's unbeatable. I mean, even the Superman punch thing in Doomsday Clocks. Well, if, a joke. <laughs> until you see this series, and he. Yeah, and like, oh, okay, cool. He could set Spoiler. himself up to do these things. Okay, cool. Well, he. I mean, yeah, and then he dies at the end. So now what? It's like, or well, does but, he? But yeah, because I guess you could hand it off and like the egg, the egg thing that was like a thing that she asked. Him yeah, about like did and... she transfer power and how's that work? And you bring it back, and he also still exists everywhere. It's a whole big mess with him. He created. I mean. uh Alan Moore created a character that's has not been replicated really. I mean, he is Dr. Manhattan stands alone. There's people that have tried to capture that same thing, but they always put way a lot of limitations. This one's limitation is his lack of humanity. 
Yeah, and, 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 it's almost, and his understanding that he doesn't have it. Yeah, it's almost like he and he comes off like a dick, but he just doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't care. even want it. It's not like yeah. I, it's all these like androids like Vision and Crimson Tornado, and then like all like Captain Adam and shit. They're always like, I want to learn to be human. He's just like, what? You are all monkeys. You're just you're grains of sand. Who cares? But then I'd be like, but I'm curious about this thing. <laughs> Hit me yeah. in the head with a hammer. Yeah, that's that's like I guess I guess his downfall or, or his his yin to the yang or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I was pretty surprised to find out that there only may be one season of this. This might be it. No, second yeah, just season, one and really. done. Yeah, one which I was kind of disappointed. If I'm being honest, I mean, I didn't think that this storyline or this plot line was going to happen, and I didn't expect it, and I really loved that. But then the next part is like, well, where do you go from? here like you does it feel like you're pandering to the story if you do more seasons like so then you explore owl man or you i mean you already brought in ozzy mendias and you gave him a weird ass story and then you've got manhattan who's gone and you could figure something out to make that but it's like the main story of watchman's done and this sort of closes a different chapter so unless you did it as an anthology series where each one was a different reality but then that would get confusing as shit I wouldn't say that, but you could you could still expand on the on the whole thing, much like Westworld did. But that it was a novel. I think is it Michael Crichton who wrote that? Which one? Westworld. I don't know who wrote Westworld. I think he did. But it's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. And Westworld, like the the hit TV show. Now it's a hit TV show. Oh, Michael Crichton did write the. He directed and was the wrote the screenplay for the 1973 film Westworld. Yeah, the movie's terrible. A future theme park where playing guests or pretend the gunslinger. Wow, I didn't even know any of this. Yeah, it was on Netflix for like a week when the first wow. season came out. But now, but I'm saying my point with it is to bring it back is they took that story much like Watchmen, and they expanded it into a completely new series much like Watchmen so uh, they could definitely add on to it but my thing I guess is why not they should but I guess I guess they're not or at least not right now a lot of money a lot of a lot of jelly in those donuts I mean that's what it's all about right but then again you know there's certain series that you can only you only need so much of it to get what your return was because i mean there were like we said we went to new york comic-con and we like were talking to people we were having to like schmooze and be like hey can we get this thing just to get like passes to go do anything uh and so i think that it's kind of a crazy scenario where oh my gosh look at that it flipped around on me hi (laughs) what is happening right now hugely secretive they had to make their money back on something pretty complex so um if they did a second season they would have to be guaranteed it was going to crush or just be like all right i guess it didn't work out yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see, but most likely there won't be a second season. Uh, right. For those joining us here uh, on the podcast or on Instagram, thank you so much. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode, number 124. Next week, we we'll did be it. back. 124. 124, that's an air horn. Big, <laughs> big stuff. Big stuff. Next week, big 125, thing. we'll be talking movies, everything from Hunt uh bloodshot oh, yeah, that'll be fun oh world, man all the tro- at home trolls world tour get. right Tro can't wait to talk about trolls world tour i've got yeah, big thoughts all the about good it stuff that is <laughs> same with same with bloodshot same but with old bloodshot out of all boy of these, howdy 
one thing we before we do get out of here, Chris, with all of these comic books series becoming television series, we've got right. Umbrella Academy, uh, Watchmen. Yep. We've got some stuff coming from Boom. But what do you think is the best? Has been the best comic book series? I, I mean, throwing the, the Marvel stuff, which kind of had a bad fallout. But what a difficult question! Comic books of any kind. That's been a series. Animated of all time, or just in the in no, the no, streaming no. service the, era? Live action, live live action, live action. Let's been recent. Either Daredevil or recent. Luke Cage. Daredevil, Luke Cage. I kind of thought Dared, uh, Luke Cage was better in Jessica Jones' see, that first season, yeah. but um, I think Luke Cage World, season two I mean, is not as strong. One's pretty freaking strong. Watchmen, this one's up there. This one is up there Watchmen's for sure. This is fantastic. I really liked Umbrella Academy. I, I thought it was okay. It's, it's it a little cool. weird. It's it's weird. It's a little weird. We'll see what so, happens in season second season. So uh, you yeah. know, but always love to hear what you thought of Watchmen. Hit us up in the comments. Uh, you can check watch us out. Watchmen. Watch Watchmen on HBO. A lot of stuff is free on HBO right now, if you didn't know. Yes, uh, I saw that last night. I'm, I have HBO now, but I went on there. It's like free to watch. Like all of their hit shows, basically, yeah. you're going to watch for free right now. So take advantage of that. Definitely. There's tons of stuff to stream. Let us know what you're streaming. Uh, you can download our episode tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, 4 a.m. That's when it drops, cool. where it'll be a little bit more cleaner than our live. But this is where all the all the juice happens. This is all fun. The we like to live. You get to see each other's yeah. faces. You get to see this blank wall, all your pops. And then you can listen to the podcast with all the sound effects and blippity blops and stuff later. It's fantastic. Chris, did you call Watchmen a splash? It's absolute splash. Watch it. It's super good. Um, lots of great movies. Be sure to tune in next week because we're going to go over all those cool at-home movies and give our splashes and trashes definitely so stick around we'll be back next week same rap channel same bat time if chris sure charges computer if my computer works we'll be right on schedule <laughs> i will see you next time here at g splash baby we out of here peace